You're listening to How She Creates. I'm your host, Lauren Hooper. This podcast is for the curious, the wanderer and the wanderers, the playful and the joyful. Every week, we're going to explore how to design a life full of creativity and whimsy. Now let's get curious and go explore something. Hi there, friend. Have you been thinking about joining us for the Radiant Art Retreat, but you're just not sure if it's for you? Are you the kind of person who takes off a week from your life, gets on an airplane, flies somewhere new to spend a week with people you do not know, creating and learning and being vulnerable because you're creating in front of one another? Are you that person? Are you the person who's ready for a creative adventure? If you're thinking, that's not me, I can't, I can't do that. I'm not the type of person who does that. You know, you have to be a professional artist or, you know, I don't know. I don't know what you think you have to be. But I want to tell you about some of the people who have come to the last retreat and some of them are coming back to this retreat too, so that you can get an idea that you are the correct person to come to this retreat. At the last retreat, we had Suzanne come, who is an an incredible elementary school secretary so we know that she runs the entire school she has twin boys getting ready to go to college she is a hardcore quilter she'd even written a quilting book isn't that super cool and she came and she created art with us and she was just amazing so funny so wonderful we also had sweet sweet joy come and join us who was an art teacher who is currently taking time off to raise and stay home with her two adorable little ones. She made some of the most gorgeous work. I just love her florals and the bright pastel colors that she uses in all her work. And then we had Gabby. Gabby is a full-time artist and nanny who uses her creativity to inspire her nanny kids who she takes care of and loves so, so much. And she creates amazing artwork based on dystopian settings. We also had Jen who has recently retired from a giant CEO position at a really big company and she is now at home hanging out with her husband working in her garden and she is an avid card maker. We also had the lovely Janet who's returning to this retreat with us who just loves to make art you guys. She is retired and a grandma and does all these amazing things with her grandkids, but she spends her free time making art and it is the coolest thing I've ever seen. She even introduced me to one of my favorite new tools, which are the Sakura glaze pins. You guys, they're so cool. You have to check them out. Uh, But these are just a few examples of the type of people who have joined us at the retreats, who took a week out of their life, got on a plane, came to a house full of people they didn't know and spent the week creating with us. It was so much fun. And I cannot wait for some of these people to come back and all of the new people who are joining us. So if you think that you're not the type of person who does that, you are. You are the type of person who gives themselves the gift of a creative adventure. Make sure you register today. Registration is closing on September 25th, and there's only a couple spots left. So snag your room and get ready for the creative adventure of your life at lauren-likes.com retreat.
Well, welcome to How She Creates. Today, I have the lovely, lovely Lacey Young on to talk with us about creativity and meditation. Lacey, will you give us a quick introduction to who you are? Hi, thanks, Lauren. I'm so happy to be here. Yes, of course. I am a coach and I lead retreats. Meditation and healing is my bag. Transformation is what lights me up. And I've been doing this work for 10 years now. Wow. So can you tell us how you got into this line of work? Yeah, it was for myself. I set out on a healing journey in 2004 and had this sort of wonky medical condition happening that was really unexplainable. And so I had been um, teaching yoga and doing massage therapy, and I already sort of had this thread of healthy life. And then this health thing sent me for a loop, and I started seeking to heal my body. And along the way, started collecting some seriously effective tools and thought, okay, maybe this is all for something. And if I can help myself and this is working for me, maybe it could work for other people. And I started sharing first through nutrition. Learning how to feed my body was the really the first frontier for me. And then very quickly learned that food wasn't really the problem. It was a wonderful support, but there was so much more to explore. And that opened up into more life coaching instead of health coaching. And I went on this impromptu trip to Bali. I felt like the signs were, I had some very convincing signs that said, you need to go to Bali. And it came in threes and I went. And after that, everything changed. I had this incredible experience of in a meditation and um, saw myself leading a retreat group and came home and sent an email to my people and said, Hey, do you want to do this crazy thing with me? <laughs> and they said, yes. And have been saying yes ever since. So it was a journey to heal the self that branched out and wanted to be shared. Oh, beautiful. You know, I don't need any signs to tell me to go to Bali. I am always <laughs> down. <laughs> yeah. Bali is always a good idea. <laughs> Yes. Um, so I feel that meditation is an amazing tool for many, many things, especially creativity. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think it's a very creative act that we do. You said something in a podcast interview you did with Tiffany Hahn, which is how I found you. We've had Tiffany on the show before. So everyone knows her, um, and you said, I wish I'd written it down, um, that, you know, meditations for you are a huge creative act for your imagination, that you mm -hmm. are imagining seeing all of these things happen. Um, and I feel that so much for myself. But can we back up? And can you tell me, do you feel like a creative person? Did you have a kind of creative spark, a creative story, an art form that you loved before you got into meditation? I did. I was always a creative kid. 
I would have loomed you a potholder if you were my best friend. (laughs) (laughs) I um, was like a crafty, crafty kid. And when I left corporate America, I started making, I had been making scrapbooks for many years. And one of the things I did for myself in the healing path was when I left corporate America, I made scrapbooks for other people for a little while as a side job and loved it. And it obviously wasn't my forever work because a $10 scrapbook at a time isn't really going to pay the bills. Um, But it was such an important step for me to plug back in to the little Lacey, the little girl that was just wanted to make things pretty. Um, I also love interior design and I'm happy to do a room makeover for a friend anytime they ask. It's always been a part of me. And so meditation through the creative lens, you know, I was used to the meditations I learned in trainings, sit, breathe, allow, wait, breathe, shift your focus, breathe. And I thought there's got to be more here. Why can't we use our imagination? And the first time I heard a guided visualization, I was, it was so many years ago and I found a meditation on YouTube. And this guy, this Australian guy was leading you up into the sky, into the stars. And it was a sleep meditation. And I was like, oh my gosh, I found my home. This, this other people do this too. And it was the permission that I needed to bring my creative self into and marry it with my meditation training and my intuitive coaching training. And it became this sort of blend of what felt very lacy like and has stayed ever since. Yes, I can't tell you how many art journal pages I have created from yes. <laughs> visualiz- visualizations I have gotten during meditations, especially sleep ones. For someone for some reason those are very visual. That's that's like sleep is my like kryptonite and so yeah. I think that's my problem is that I listen to a meditation while I'm supposed to be falling asleep and my mind just goes crazy. Um, But it's great for my art, terrible for my sleep. Um, Yeah, well, you can learn to direct it over time. If your nightlife is very active, you can start to direct it and get into conversation with your higher self and sort of lay some ground rules for what you will and will not allow in the dream time experience. And that might help you wake up feeling rested and also still fuel all those art journal pages waiting to be made. Oh, okay. I'm going to have to look into that. So, okay. So you've transitioned into these more visual meditations and what is your creative process like when you are um, creating a meditation or processing through a meditation. Mm -hmm. What does that process look like for you? Yeah. So a lot of people who record, well, many people who record meditations will write them down and then read them back. 
I don't ever do that. I make them intuitively. And so sometimes in the recordings, I stumble my words or I, I mispronounce something and I leave it because it's just what came out in the moment and it's fine. <laughs> it's human. Um, I will connect in. So a lot of times I'm recording a meditation for a client that I have who's co- currently going through a one-on-one coaching process that I call soul care. And one of the things I ask them is, what does your heart need to hear right now? And from that answer, the meditations are born. And I close my eyes and do a visualization on them having, doing, and being what they want, what their goal and intention is for the process. And then I bring in what their heart needs to hear. And I ask my higher self, okay, let's go let's go do this. What does the meditation need to be? And I give myself some, a little pep talk. I will speak clearly and articulately. My heart is open. My voice is ready. And I hit record. (laughs) And whatever comes out, comes out. I think that is so important leaning into the imperfections in our creativity and in our creative process, because you're right. Those are what make us human and make us connected. And they're still all a part of our process. And Mm -hmm. I love that you leave those in. I think that's really, really beautiful. Thanks. Uh, So I probably should have asked this first. If people are like, wait, I do not know what's happening. Can you tell us what maybe your definition of meditation is and some of the benefits that people can, can glean from it? Yeah, this is a good question and a vast question, and you can Google it and get every answer in the book. For me, you know, a lot of the sort of the standard answer is that it's a training, that it's a training of the mind, that it's an expansion of awareness. And, and that, while that is true, I find it to be a beautiful reset button and a reminder for me to live from my heart instead of my head, to listen to my internal wisdom instead of the voices that are out in the world. It's the place where I come home to myself. That's so beautiful. That's going to be our art for this week, for sure. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Oh, and benefits. You asked about benefits. So benefits, um, I used to experience a lot of excess energy in my body that I would label as anxiety. So, and also I would have said to you 10, 20 years ago that I was definitely type A, super organized, needed to get things done, deliverables, et cetera. And the side effect, the benefit for me for meditation has been a softening and has been the ability to release all of that old struggle energy and that sense of rigidity and forcing, trying to push, walk upstream. And the sensation that I used to call anxiety, I now understand how to let how to notice it and let it move instead of it piling up to the point of becoming overwhelmed or going into a panic. So the, the benefit for you is going to be what in you wants for some lightness, 
What in you wants for some permission? What in you wants for some softening? So like for my my partner, my husband, he's lowered his blood pressure with the help of meditation. Um, I've had clients who have helped to heal eating disorders by creating some space in their body and in their mind process so that they can make a more powerful decision than just being moved by impulse. Um, I've had people at various places in recovery from all manner of of, um, addiction. Food addiction is a really popular one that I see a lot of because of my history in food and I understand food addiction. I have a um, relationship with sugar that's ever evolving and coming into a more balanced place. And for me, meditation has been that little thing, sort of secret weapon (laughs) to help me feel more powerful and more like, okay, my decisions are going to be in alignment. And then I go into meditation and I play with that in a visualization. What does that look like? What does it feel like? What are the colors of that? What are the textures of that? Versus the opposite of what do I feel like when I'm binging on sugar? What do I feel like after the binge? What are the colors and textures of that? So what ails you? Fill in the blank. Meditation will help that. Again, with all of these descriptive words and these incredible visualizations, you know, when you said like softening or the feeling of walking upstream, I mean, who can't relate to that feeling? Um, And I think that that brings it home so much more for me and for, you know, hopefully all of our listeners to, to say like, oh, oh, you know, I, I know that feeling I can relate mm-hmm. to that. Maybe this is, is beneficial to me. Um, and so how do you think we can use meditation to help boost us and connect us with our creativity? Oh, ultimate reset button. Do you remember? So for me, when I was a kid playing, making my mud pies, playing out in the yard. Wisteria, P.S., was my favorite mud pie topping. I felt when I was doing that play, excuse me, creative play, I got into a certain rhythm and feeling in my body. And I noticed that as I grew up and used creative pursuits of scrapbooking or making the loomed potholders or like right now I have a big canvas that I sit and I draw little tiny circles on and I've been working on it for years. But what happens is this sort of a drop in and all of the thoughts becomes like clouds in the sky and they dissipate and I feel deep rest. And when I emerge from that place, the meditative thing, the meditative exercise, or the meditation itself, I feel reconnected to the creativity that is me. I I think we're all inherently creative beings. And after a great meditation, after a session of sitting and drawing my little circles, I feel renewed, restored, and 
uh, like the other night, my sister asked me to redo her living room. So I did a little bit of my circle drawing and then tapped into, which means just thought about what she said she wanted to feel in her living room space. And then I designed the whole thing and I sent it to her and she's freaking out saying, this is exactly perfect. Thank you so much. And it felt like, hey, job well done. Meditative action into creative execution. So are you telling us that we can open our art journals and we can draw circles and we can listen to a podcast and music and be multitasking and be meditating at the same time? Ish. <laughs> Ish. What? If, that's, if that feels good to you, right? And if that feels loving to you to have those things happening all at once, then start there. And for some people, they may need to start there. So I really believe in doing one thing at a time. It's what keeps me from feeling scattered. So when I'm sitting with that canvas drawing my tiny circles, that's all I'm doing. I don't also have music playing. I'm not also on my phone. I don't have a TV show on my computer. I'm just doing that thing. Because for me, that is the easier way to connect. And then when I got up and I went and did the living room design, I was just doing that one thing. That's what works for me. There's plenty of room to find what version works for you. Yeah, I completely agree. We've been talking about that on the podcast lately, and I've been writing a lot about that uh, on my blog and whatnot about the art of unlayering, you know, and how mm -hmm. I, oh, I have yeah. this problem of constantly doing 14 things at a time and shying away from the, I'm just going to draw circles. I'm just going to put paint on the canvas, mm -hmm. you know, wanting to layer so many activities on top of one another. And you're right. It takes away my ability to be mindful and to meditate and connect. And just like you said, I love that you know, the, the restart to the reboot that you get when you can kind of shut down in that yeah. sense and just focus on one thing. Yeah. It's, it's honing in, it's zooming in so that you can zoom out. And it, we, meditation for me is this fine tuning process of what do I need today? Do I need to zoom in really close and look at one aspect of myself? Or do I need to zoom out really, really far into the sky and look at my world from above? It depends on the day and it depends on your intention. And if all of the multitasking feels like putting the layers on, I immediately start feeling like, oof, that's like wearing all the coats in my closet. It's mm. too much. I'm too hot. I'm too sweaty. I can't breathe in here. And when you talked about unlayering, I just felt this freedom, taking off a coat, letting it fall to the ground, taking a step forward, taking off another coat. Liberation, freedom, room to breathe, room to create. You have to give yourself the chance. So can we create a meditation routine or ritual around our creativity that's going to help us tap more into that truth, into that just openness and 
seeing um, that we can do for our life and for our creative inspiration um, and kind of tap into that spot where we want to get to the point where we're saying what we want to say through our art. Yeah. Um, For me, that would start with you writing it down. What's your intention for your art? What do you want to feel as you are sharing your art with your partner, with the world? And what is sort of the best case scenario for what you want to have and do and be with your art as the portal, as the gateway? And then once you know those things, I would form them into really powerful beliefs. My art heals me. My art inspires others. My art... Fill in the blank. And I would pop that in to your morning routine, to your evening routine, to when you're unloading the dishwasher... And just start using them as thoughts in your day-to-day so that you can create space for that reality to come into being. Mm. That makes sense? Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I've noticed this recently in my art also, just what you're saying that, you know, I can go to the blank page and just throw something down and see what happens. And nine times out of 10, I feel like I work and overwork and overwork those pages. And I've just never quite get there, but just mm-hmm. because I never had a destination. Um, so I love the, the intention setting that you're talking about. Um, and I think there's so many different ways to do that in our creativity. You know, it can be like a very specific mood board or, you know, I want to paint this. Um, but I also like that intention that you're talking about, you know, I want to express this or share this or feel this or tap into this through my art today. And I think when I do that, I have so much more direction and clarity in how I'm creating and things tend to flow much, much easier um, than the, you know, noodling around with no real direction and then getting mad at myself for not having a direction. Yeah. And, you know, I think directionless art, art for art's sake, has a place too. Mm-hmm. It's it's the creative exercise. It's the warm up. And you as a, a teacher and a storyteller, and, the, and I'm sure when you're leading your retreats, there is so much permission in the process. And so there has to be a balance between permission granted to play, to be messy, to have fun. And then also, you know, today my intention is really to see this through from blank page to finished piece. What do I want to feel when the piece is complete? How do I want the conversation in my head to go at every stage of the creative process? Because I think for so many, the creative process can be an illuminating mirror for things that want for healing in our life. Are you being too hard on yourself? Are you being super judgy about what you've just put on the page? 
this is important information that you can use later in your journal time, be it art journal or writing with words, in your meditation time. Maybe you want to go and create your own meditation and go and explore that moment of tension that you experienced when you were frustrated with yourself. What's that about? Could you unpack that a little bit and feel some relief ripple through your entire life, not just your finished art piece? Oh, yes. I am like thinking of a very specific time recently when I created and I'm, you know, as you're sharing this exactly how I was feeling, you know, like I said, I didn't have a direction, but I was frustrated that I wasn't getting there, but I didn't know where I was supposed to be going. You know, it's like driving around and not, and being lost, but refusing to stop and ask for directions, you know, Mm -hmm. and thinking, I just keep making left turns. I'll get there eventually, Um, (laughs) you know, and, and you won't, you know, maybe, but not likely. Maybe, maybe not. (laughs) Yeah. And just like you're saying, like, if I had just paused and been like, why am I feeling this way? What is going on with this, you know, if I could have reflected on that, that piece would have turned out much differently. And I could have maybe processed through whatever it was that was really clearly bothering me that day that I was pushing both of those things aside and not making headway on anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we, we truly, one of the things I teach in soul care, the one-on-one coaching, and also at the shift retreats is our life is really shaped by our belief. And it's belief in the sense of thoughts that we're thinking over and over and over every day. Like you may have a belief that you're a good artist, or you may have a belief that you're not that good, but you really want to be good and that's enough. So you're going to keep showing up. When you find those stuck moments, it's because you're bumping up against a belief that no longer fits. It no longer serves you. And whereas you might have needed to arrive at your destination last week in your art piece, this week you've changed your belief to say that for you, destination is an illusion anyway, and you're you're connected and committed to being in a joyful creation process for the duration of the art, for the duration of the sit. And it can be whatever you want it to be because it's your belief but it's such a such a powerful vantage point to consider. That is so wise. Oh my goodness, so wise. I hope that people are like feeling the the wisdom and seeing their process through through your descriptions um the way that I am and how much you're right that just this mindfulness changes our art and our process and how we feel about it so, so, so much. Um, So what if someone wants to get started, but doesn't have a clue of how to start with meditation? What are your tips? So um, the first thing is I like the sit on the toilet, three breaths (laughs) meditation, (laughs) which is um, anytime you go to the bathroom during the day, as soon as you sit down, take three deep breaths, close your eyes. And the act of closing your eyes immediately sends you internal into your self. Focus on your heart and just take three breaths in and out for whatever length feels good for you. You'll probably finish using the bathroom before you finish breathing. 
and start there and notice how you feel as you're breathing. Notice how you feel as you're slowing down to do the breathing. And then if that feels good, um, find a meditation to listen to. I um, have an app called Shift Meditations, and there are heaps of free short meditations on there. Um, or you can get on YouTube and find a meditation. There are no shortage of recorded meditations in the world. So find a voice that really resonates with you. Listen to a couple and see how you feel. Once you get the hang of it, then you may just decide to sit with yourself or you may always listen to guided meditations. It's totally up to you. Oh, I love that. I love that you, you know, shared that we can listen, but we can also kind of do our own. And um, I think that's an important just thing to know about meditation that just like you were saying with drawing those circles is just as much of a form of meditation as listening to a guided meditation with a meditation teacher. Yep. Yep. And we all have this in us. It's not something that you have to go seeking out in the far corners of the earth to learn how to do. Just sitting down and closing your eyes is where to start. And then after you close your eyes, take a few breaths. And then from there, maybe you listen to some guided meditations to get an idea of what you like, what feels good for you. And then you can be doing this for yourself when you're riding a train or on the bus or in the car, any time of your day when you're already um, going to be a captive audience, just sitting, waiting. Um, A lot of my husband loves meditative driving, which means his eyes are open. He's paying attention to the road, but he, I, I can always tell when he's doing it because he relaxes his body He relaxes his hands and releases tension through his shoulders. And he starts to notice the colors, the temperature, the just sort of the details of the surroundings in the moment. And when I see him do it, I'll have to say, um, there's your exit, you know, (laughs) heads up, your exit's coming. Um, because he's sort of zenned out in his driving. But you can meditate anywhere you want to eyes open, eyes closed, what helps you feel calm, connected, and living more from your heart and less in your head? Permission fully granted. Beautiful. I hope that people are going to do this and then share with us, um, you know, once you are ready to come out of your meditative state, come and share with us on Instagram how you're using um, meditative moments to kind of connect with your creativity and connect with yourself in your day and use the how she creates hashtag. I would love, love, love to see how you guys are going to use this. Um, so Lacey, can we, I have a few more questions for you, but will sure. you walk us through at the at kind of, well, I think it'll be good, better if we end with it, a quick meditation that we can use to invite some creativity into our lives? Sure. 
Okay. Awesome. So you guys, uh, so if you're like, I want to try this, but I don't, you know, know how, uh, just keep listening to the end a few more minutes and Lacey will walk us through this. So I'll ask you kind of our speed round of questions we ask everyone at the end. (laughs) Um, so can you tell us what your morning routine is? Sure. Um, I wake up, I swish with coconut oil, do oil pulling, and then I move my body in a way that feels good for me that day. Never super intense or long, just yoga mat on the floor, time to get into movement. Um, I eat some kind of a breakfast, smoothie, juice. I love a liquid. (laughs) Um, And then I shower in our outdoor shower, which I love. And then um, I sit for my first meditation of the day. When I'm in soul care, which is right now, it's happening now, um, I meditate two, sometimes three times a day uh, because I'm doing meditation specifically directed for and with the people who are engaged in soul care. So that first meditation happens after breakfast and then um, I get ready for work and go into my day. Awesome. And what does living a creative lifestyle look like for you? Oh, I love this question. Uh, Connection. It looks like and feels like connection to myself. It feels like um, peace in my body. And it feels like uh, being hugged, being heard, being seen, and that my presence here matters. Creative lifestyle for me is really a loving extension of being. That's like the best answer ever. Oh, I love <laughs> I love that question. Everyone always has such good answers, but that was such a good answer. Um, uh, so what is your favorite resource for creativity? You know, um, a friend, Andrea Shear, just came to our house and took some photos for us. And when she came, she brought a craft project for us to just sit and do while we were chit-chatting on the sofa. And it was so loving and so much fun. And um, so Andrea Shear is my resource for creativity lately. Oh my gosh, that's the cutest thing I've ever heard. Um, It was wonderful. It was like, oh, my childhood dreams had come true. I was like, you brought us a craft project. Yes. Oh, I love it. Okay. Do you, will you share a picture with us? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Okay, good. Okay. We're going to have that, a link to that in the show notes, you guys. And the show notes are at uh, lauren-likes.com slash podcast. If you guys are looking for them. Um, Oh, that, oh my gosh. I can't stop smiling. That is like the greatest. It was so fun. We had fibers. She brought these 18 inch cinnamon sticks, which first of all, I've never seen an 18 inch cinnamon stick. It was such a novelty. And then this giant bag of sari scraps Mm -hmm. from just incredible, brilliant, saturated fabrics. And we just wrapped the fibers around the cinnamon stick 
and made these really intentional, beautiful things while we were having this really intentional, beautiful conversation. It was just the easiest craft ever. Somebody had taught it to her. Just the easiest craft ever, but so joy-filled. And it's really cute. My cinnamon stick is sitting in my office now. So is it like a like an incense kind of? Like it smells good in your office now? Nope. It just looks beautiful. Okay. I mean, if you stick your nose to it, you can smell the cinnamon. But it's just this beautiful little wrapped stick. And it's super colorful. It. And it was so fun. Oh, it, oh, but it's so meaningful. Like, oh, God, that's just why I love art and crafts so much. Yeah, it was so fun. It's never going to be anything than a cinnamon stick wrapped with beautiful fabric, but it is full of joy for me. Mm -hmm. Gosh, I love that. Oh, my goodness. Um, so what is new with you? What can we be looking out for for you? How can we connect with you? Tell us all those things. Oh, yeah. So um, actually today after we get off, I'm recording some new meditations for the app. I have an app called Shift Meditations, and that is free to download. And then most of the meditations are free and some are paid starting at 99 cents. Um, the location for next year's Shift Retreat is has been chosen. It's going to be in Tuscany, Italy. Ooh. And I'm so excited about it. It's next September. So that is enrolling. And Shift is really the place to be if you want to get intimate with this work. With If there is something in your life that you want to put some loving attention and focus on and experience transformation and release and step into and claim your beautiful life. It is a powerful gathering place. So that's happening next year. And then in December, Soul Care will start again. And it runs for three months. So that's my, those are the things that, that are in my thoughts daily right now. Awesome. So we're going to have links to all of those in the show notes. Um, I'm going to take a quick left turn segue. You are one of the most intentional travelers I think I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, obviously I love to travel. We talk about that a lot here. Um, so you will do your retreats and then you take like a month off with your husband and friends and you travel and yeah. you are so intentional about it. Can you tell us a little bit about that? How, how you are so intentional when you do that and what, what that does for you? Yeah. I um I love shift and I give a great deal of my creative energy to the planning and execution. And one of my what I'm doing here on this earth at this time is holding safe space for people. And so what it takes to hold space for a group moving through their shift and really facing themselves in a way that is sometimes really exciting and sometimes really hard and everything in between is a job I take very seriously and I hold as sacred. So when the retreat is over, I exhale in a way that feels profound. 
and necessary. And I have found that travel, it's this idea of vacation mindset for me, that travel gives me permission, unlike any other, to be wholly where I am in the moment. And because of that single focus, I experience great relief, great healing, great connection to play, to fun, to joy. There's nothing else to do, nowhere to be. There's not laundry on the floor waiting to be done. Um, There's not, it's just freedom for me. So I've nurtured a practice of after a retreat, I do a short period of silence for myself. And then after that, I go play for um, some period of time with friends or my partner. So um, this year after Tuscany, I'm already planning with a friend to come. She'll come and meet me. And um, and then my husband, Cliff, will come and meet me. And it's sort of part of the retreat planning now. What are you going to do after? <laughs> yeah. So can you give us any like quick tip or your thought process on how you are intentional in your days, because you guys should go follow Lacey on Instagram um, so that you can see her travel because she's not just sharing, you know, Oh, look at this big, beautiful monument I saw, but you're sharing these like intimate moments that, you know, just scream intentionality to me. So how do you, how do you create those or seek those out? Yeah. My life is really built on ritual. I, um, spend a lot of time in in intention. How do I want to feel? What words will I choose? I'm very intentional about my languaging and seek to move from a place that always feels loving to me. And so when we start moving through a travel experience, it starts from the moment I pack my bag. What am I packing? How do I want to feel while I'm there? Um, How can I travel lightly? Because we've learned from, especially traveling through um, like Vietnam and Thailand and taking some of the smaller airlines, Mm -hmm. the regular, you know, the regulations on how much weight your bag can be and how big are really pretty strict. So I'm weighing my bag and I'm making sure that as I'm prepping for the trip, it's going to create ease for me later. Because it's such a bummer when we learned the hard way in Vietnam and had to buy a plane ticket for our bag. (gasps) And it was a bag we bought in the market for $20 to bring home all of our souvenirs for our friends and family. So all of a sudden, the, the fun market experience started to turn into a real drag and got really expensive. So I'm always taking all of those learnings and folding them into, okay, that is a stress I don't want to feel ever again. So how will I do it differently this time? Um, And then, you know, I'm carrying people with me. Um, There were some moments on our last trip in France where I knew I had some clients who were going through something specific. So 
if I went to a certain place and I felt, oh my gosh, this is for so-and-so, I would sit, stop, drop, and meditate. Sit and just be with them and be with their intention and then send them a picture and say, I went to this place today and you were so present for me. And here's what I was thinking about. And here's, here's what it would have felt like. And so part of living an intentional, intentional ritual-filled life for me is allowing there to be meaningful moments in the seemingly mundane. And you are a good friend to have. that I mean I could listen to you talk about this all day that like moves me to tears that just thoughtfulness and mindfulness of how present you are I think that is the biggest struggle in travel um, is the being present in you know the moment and not looking for what's next where the directions where we're going to eat you know all of those stresses that are there and we have to deal with those um but being able to slow down enough to think to think these things and to stop and do that that's that's a big deal yeah um, and I, I you know if i am ever at lunch talking about what do you want to eat for dinner <laughs> that's a sign to me that i need to slow down and stop worrying about hours from now and just enjoy this lunch. Mm, mm-hmm. Don't wish away the moment you're in. Yeah. Oh man. I need you to come travel on all of my trips with me, please. <laughs> Thanks. Um, okay. So I'm ready. If you're ready, hopefully everyone's ready. Will you lead us through a meditation that we can invite more creativity into our lives? Sure. How long do you want it to be? Um, I would like this to be something that people can refer back to and Mm -hmm. take two or three minutes to just set their intention whenever they're feeling out of sorts with their creativity and come back into it. Does that sound good? Yep. Easy. All right. So, um, close your eyes. All right. I'm going to mute myself and lean back. All right. Go for it. Close your eyes. And as you close your eyes, take a full breath in through the nose. And exhale out through the mouth, releasing any built-up, pent-up stagnation from the past moments. And then again, take a full breath in through the nose. And as you exhale, put down all the details of the day, like setting your shoes outside the door. And now take another breath in through the nose and exhale through the nose this time. Relaxing the shoulders, dropping your facial mask, just relaxing the whole face, and allowing yourself to feel heavy and to know there's nothing else to do, nowhere else to be. You can give yourself permission to sit, to breathe and to find your center. Bring your focus to your heart. And as you continue breathing, imagine gathering up all of the energy in your body and bringing it to the center of your heart so that you may have a big, beautiful warehouse of all the goodness 
of all the energy, of all the beingness of you right there in your tender, beautiful heart. Now looking out from the heart space, can you call to mind the version of yourself that felt like a creative genius? Maybe it's the child version of you who could create with anything and everything at a moment's notice. Maybe it's an older version of you in a time where you felt really in your flow. Call to mind that creative genius. See it and feel it in your heart. And allow that feeling to expand out from the heart through your entire body and then beyond your body. Giving that creative genius permission to take up space, a lot of space. Notice what you feel in this moment and tell yourself it feels good to feel good. And now is the time to feel good. Notice any desires you have in this moment. And then focusing on your heart one last time, asking what do I need to know right now? And trusting first thought, first feeling, first sensation, first visual. What do I need to know right now? And then saying thank you. Thank you, heart. Thank you, memory of my creative genius. Thank you to yourself for giving you this moment. And then when you're ready, breathe yourself back. Three breaths in through the nose, out through the nose. Noticing if you feel different and how you feel different from just a few moments ago. And then when you're ready, putting a smile on your face, checking in with your heart one more time, giving it a little wink, like you two share a powerful secret, and that you'll tend that energy warehouse soon. And then you can open your eyes. Thank you so much, Lacey. You're welcome. What'd you get? What'd you see? What did Mm. you feel that you want to share? Yeah. I, I saw all three 
of the creative geniuses that you talked about kind of all coalescing into one. Um, and I just, I have this one moment from the last art retreat, um, where I was standing kind of in the middle of the room, looking out over all the creative space and I could see the beach and the light was just so perfect and beautiful. And I just felt so at peace and at home and joyful and in my rightful place, um, in my kind of creative walk right now, you know, in this stage of life I'm in. And I just constantly go back to that, that sunlight and that joy. Um, and I saw that and I'm, you know, cause right now I'm gathering up all of that intention and, and, um, those ideas and creating that space that you're talking about for the next art retreat that's happening soon. Um, mm-hmm. and I just keep returning back to that one, that moment, that light, um, of knowing that this is where I'm supposed to be with these people and, and doing this thing. And yeah, it's a good, good place. That's so beautiful. And you know, you can, that's yours now. And you can put your energy and attention there in a moment and conjure the way you felt because it's a memory in your body. And then you expand that memory to say, yes, this, more of this goodness, more of this representation. And it's an invitation in your life and in your body to say, how good are you willing to let it be? How much more light will you invite? How many more feelings like this will you let live and thrive in your existence, in your experience? And you got that in a couple minutes. Yeah, I, oh gosh, that was a good moment. And I think you know, I, like I said, I saw that little girl making things, playing with her spirograph. And then I saw, you know, <laughs> I had one of those too. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Um, you know, and I saw older me with big giant canvases and, you know, messy hair and paint all over me. And, you know, the joy of all of those experiences all rolled into one moment. And you're right. That's exactly it of what you just said of, how much more of that light am I, am I willing to let in? Um, am I willing to, to go to that place with my creativity and with myself and, oh man, Lacey. Yeah. This- to let in and to let out Lauren, because that light is coming from that heart center of you and it's emanating from you out into the world, from you out into your retreats. A sidebar. I love that you call it radiant art because radiant art retreat to me sounds like raw and mm-hmm. my youngest sister, it, I just see her squeaky little younger self walking up to me and saying, rawr. And I'm like, rawr. And she says, no, no, that means I love you in dinosaur. <laughs> oh. And she's saying, oh, I love you. Rawr, rawr. I love you too. <laughs> so I love that there is, for me, the message of love in everything that you're doing. Oh, that is so perfect. Oh, I feel like I, yes, that name was a definitely transcendent um, moment of of finding that and um, and all of the things that it represents. And I love that that's exactly what it represents. And 
in a way I never would have known, but that's exactly it. Um, <laughs> uh, I love that. And I, and I hope that everyone who comes to my retreats are finding their own raw moment um, mm-hmm. of how, how that brings, you know, light and joy and love to them through these, through the, through these retreats. Um, yeah, of course they will. Awesome. Uh, this has been such a fantastic conversation. I don't want it to end Lacey. Thank you so much for being here with us. People are going to love this. Um, and I hope they're, they, you guys save and bookmark this episode and you come back to these couple minutes of Lacey leading you through this activity, uh, this meditation so that you can go back through it anytime you want to kind of connect with your creativity and get in some better headspace. Um, if you're struggling and, uh, definitely check out Lacey's app shift. I use it and I really love it. Um, and go to one of her retreats and do so care with her. If you want to dive more into this, um, and tag us, let us know. I'll share some links to some of the art journal pages I have made from um, different meditations I've done. If you guys want to see some um, kind of illustration of that, and I hope that you do the same and that you use that how she creates hashtags so that Lacey and I can see. Yes, yes, yes. Awesome. Well, thank you, Lacey, so much for being here. And thank you everyone for listening. You can connect with Lacey in the show notes at lauren-likes.com slash podcast. And we will see you next week for another episode of How She Creates. Thank you so much for listening to How She Creates. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to know more about the show, please visit lauren-likes.com slash podcast and be sure to sign up for the newsletter to know when new episodes are out and to stay up to date with all of the crafty creative happenings around here. If you would take a moment to leave a rating and review on iTunes, that would be so helpful to let me know what you thought of the show and share with all your friends on Instagram by tagging me at Lauren Likes blog and using the hashtag howshecreates. Until next week, I hope you get curious and go explore something.